Hey, Lauren Lynn, you're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm going to record a bunch of these intros because I'm going to get as many episodes as I can because I'm here live with Benview Network President. Are you the president now? I like Emperor. That's Emperor? Good, no. I, producer? I, no. I, Poncho? Producer. I, I am one of the co-creators of the Benview Network. Well, Andrew Lindy's here, everybody. Yeah. We're here. It's day one LA PodFest. Yeah. This is the earliest I've ever been at PodFest. Really? I took off work. Because normally we get there like after the party. Oh yeah, I guess. They didn't, they didn't used to do stuff this early, but now they got the podcast pros panels. Mm-hmm. We're at the Regal Biltmore. Is that mm-hmm. a Regal? Uh, Millennium. Well, Millennium. Why do I think Regal? <laughs> That's a movie theater. Yes, it is. Um, so the acoustics in here are nuts. Yeah, I'm, I, your, your audio waveforms, we're watching your laptop right now, and uh, it looks pretty good to me. It look, it's looking good. This is really good. I've tested this. Huh. So I think we're going to be good. You I got can a use backup noise recording. This is, this is, you're a total professional here. I'm being very pro. This is very I, good. I got new business cards. Mm-hmm. Are you pleased as a producer? <laughs> like, I like that you took the initiative and you got business cards. They're 10 bucks. I like that a lot. Same day. Yeah. Staples. There's um, no excuse not to have business cards. Yeah. What I will say is, I you, you should tell me when you change the name of your wrestling show. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's I, a new thing. I know. It's brand new. It's brand it's, new. It's going really well. We're already, like, building. we got an audience. Oh, wow. Our Facebook lives have gotten, like, a couple hundred views. That's good. It's called Massive Buds Wrestling Show. Yeah, you got to keep the MBWS. We have to keep MBWS. And I like that. Well, that's why I like Keith, that a lot. Well, because Keith is like, can we change the name of the show? I'm like, yes, but it has to have MBWS. BWS because that's established and he came up with Massive Buds Wrestling Show. It's a double entendre, <laughs> sure, um, because we are sponsored by Keith's Dispensary mm-hmm. and we talk. We're buds mm-hmm. and we talk about Bud and we talk about wrestling. How did you meet Keith at a wrestling at show? a wrestling show? Okay, so we go to shows where known entities in the community. So we were just kind of building our name up in the and we're focusing on the socal wrestling scene so you know i think it's going to be good i think it's going real that's, well that's really good i'm excited that's very good especially because radio Bruno man i was getting a little frustrated doing the solo episodes especially because some shithead sent me a com an e- anonymous email talking some shit how do you Put send your- an anonymous email through the contact form. Oh. I, sh- I don't know how to not make it anonymous because mm. I guess I could, if I program like an email verifier. Yeah. But I, then people wouldn't – you have to make it as easy as possible. Otherwise, people won't do it. Yeah. So – but then the consequence – but it's like when – because remember there was a recent um, trend of using – what was that thing called where people anonymously ask you things and you could set it up? Oh, yeah. Because that just popped up, and I'm like, that sounds like a no. Why would you yeah, want that? that's the worst. That means people – you're basically saying, here, be a dick. Just yeah. please be a dick. There were, I don't I, want that. I saw people post. The people were posting oh, on Twitter. Oh, Cheryl, there's your guy. Cheryl, your guy just popped in. <laughs> um, so, there's a lot going on here in the podcast. Sorry, we're trying to help. We got a, we got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Cheryl and I just attended a panel 
attended by some podcasts. It was a they're talking about podcast pros and doing audio. One of the guys was an audio drama guy, oh. and then there was a guy that co-hosts the Anna Ferris's podcast. Okay, and they were talking about, but this guy was talking about he gets like they get like a million downloads. I'm like, oh, you're in like another land over there, <laughs> and. uh but they did say that, like, even if you are at that level, CPM advertising, mm-hmm. it's not a good model for podcasts because no. it's too expensive. Like, so you really need to focus on, like, finding, like, sponsorship, like, different alternative sponsorship deals mm-hmm. and then, like, merchandise and live events. That's going to be the monetization. Yeah. Similar to webcomics. Well, the merchandise one is, is very smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what always bugs me about, like, different, um, like, people that don't merchandise, and then they get mad when people make fan products. And yeah. It's like, yeah. what You're do you not expect us to do? Well, that's like, for instance, um, there's a very popular, there's this, there's this, um, there's this Twitter account, it's, mm. I forgot what it's called, but they're really popular, and they make all these cool meme pictures for wrestling, mm. and then somebody put one on Teespring, and they flipped out, and I'm like, hey, well then why don't you do it, and I'll give you the money, yeah. and they said no, and I'm like, well then I'm gonna buy that guy's t-shirt, yeah, yeah. and don't give me any shit, cause I offered <laughs> you, I'm like, I will give you $20, I'm gonna, I want this shirt, yeah. So I will have the shirt. Um, but yeah, like if you're, that, that is, a, that, that is weird. Like if you don't want to make the money, somebody's going to. Well, that's, I think that specific instance that you came up with is someone's like stealing their art. I can't co Well, they're that. stealing their art, but they're, but if they're not going to make a thing, like it was a fan thing, I don't know. Uh, they, but I, but yeah, I can you see. You make the shirt. I can see, yeah, they should make the shirt. Make the shirt. That's the thing. Merchandise it's super is easy. Uh, Teespring. If you have there's an a audience, ton of websites. If you have an audience so, that wants something yeah. like that, just make it it's for so, them. Especially with Teespring, cause you don't have any upfront costs. Yeah. If you get enough people, they just make the shirt. Mm-hmm. And if it, it's like Kickstarter for shirts. Yeah. So there's no downside. So yeah, you're right. Like, like, cause, I don't know. I think, um, what else has been going on with you? How's, uh, you're doing Super Marvelers Minute? Yeah. And your, what's your other one? Nothing new. Nothing new. Did you just do it? I need to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, we did just do it. I need it. to subscribe on. That was our longest episode yet, and I hope, I don't want us to do another one that long again, cause it was like two hours. Okay. And we, so we really try and keep it high. Mitch and tight. went on a bit of a, Mitch Cleaver from, uh, Soapbox Office Podcast mm. went on a bit of a rant the other day. And I want to hear your thoughts on this. He thinks that now that it, the movie has come out, Mm -hmm. people are unfairly shitting on the miniseries. Like, oh, that's garbage. I mean, probably. I I haven't seen that. Most of what I've seen on the internet is people shitting on the new one. Really? Yes. That's crazy. There's been a lot of, I've seen a lot of tweets and a lot of stuff where people are just saying that the new one sucks because it's not actually scary and it's not actually whatever. And the mini, and Tim Curry was the best, yada, yada, yada. And that's crazy because I love, I like both of them. I think, I don't, I think Mitch is a little bit too, like, protect, like, a little too holding on to the, to the miniseries. I'm gonna try and get him on the show so we can talk about well, it. If you, if you go and listen to the episode of Nothing New About It, we do, I mean, we talk about some of the stuff in the old one that I think people would say suck. But yeah. We thought was really interesting. things that's really good. Like, they don't have this, of course, they don't have this, the 1990s television. Yeah. They didn't have the CGI budget that yeah. 
2017 yeah. film does. Yeah, exactly. But, they, but what they the way had, they made it work, it made was it work. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that they did was really cool. Yeah. And like me and Justin like appreciated that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. We, well, that and that was Mitch's whole thing is like yeah. just because this new one, you shouldn't detract from the good things that the original did. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't erase. I think they both have their merit. I love the new movie. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. And I'm a yeah. huge fan of the book. I just I read it like every year. Oh, I just God. read it. I love that book. I've been reading it. I first time I read it, I was like 12, 13. I was in high school, junior high school, and I just really connected with it. Um, and, and I, I, those kids were so good, mm. but then I also think that, I think the miniseries does have merit, but I also think it has, I'm hoping that the new movie, especially this new one that's coming out with the adults, yeah. can learn from some of the mistakes of, especially like, they're gonna have to really hit a home run with casting, cause they did such a good job with the kids. Yeah. Like, hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't want to, uh, in, in, in our episode about it, we didn't want to talk too much about hopefulness for casting yeah. because we could only be disappointed. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the thing. exactly. We could imagine the best cast in the world and they would cast someone well, just as good, but we they would be are, disappointed. They do seem pretty gun- headset on getting Chastain for Beverly Marsh, and well, I'm, I'm totally behind I mean, that. I, that one I think is probably going to happen because, yeah, because he she, worked with her. Yeah, like, she, she was in Mama, the, yeah. the director's previous Mama's film. great. Mama's a very good film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, and I don't like horror movies. <laughs> I was scared during it, so it worked on me. Yeah, I I think some of the people who are criticizing it now criticize it in the sense of they don't understand the book. I don't know what I don't mm. know what to say. Like there are people who criticize it because it's not the book, and it's mm. like, well, of course it's not the book. Yeah, it's they've it's changed impossible. so much. And then there are other people who criticize it because they don't like things that were from the book that yeah. they get like the fact that he's a clown that's some people book. think it's stupid that's the book though but that's so why the book. would you change it yeah and i think it works yeah and it works and it, it works, works on and a, i think in this movie it worked in a completely different way very I think, different but it yes. was it still was very good mm-hmm. and i feel like i feel like bill sarsgaard is almost because like tim curry is such a good pennywise yeah. that you kind of forget that that's not really it yeah Whereas in the book, in the new movie, Skarsgård portrays it in a way where like, oh, this is not a human, this is not a clown, this is something else. Yeah. And I think that's where we can, it, I think it's going to be easier for the new one because things are going to get really weird and I don't know how to explain things that to people. Really yeah, weird. but really weird. I, oh, I know, like, I know. I've I try read. to explain I've to people the <laughs> and I'm like, and they, I just can't even explain it. So I feel like the way they're going, it's going to be more conducive than just like what we got in the original. Yeah. Which, but I still, I still think the book ending, the book, some of, there's things in the book that I don't know how you film. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to change some stuff. Yeah. For sure. Well, I've heard one of their, their tactics, the big rumor, well, not rumor, the guy has said what he wants to do mm. and where Mike Hanlon like experiments with drugs and that's yeah. how he enters yeah. the thing. That makes sense though. Cause otherwise, how do you do that? It depends on how they do it. Though. It does. It might be bad. It like could you be gotta bad. think about well, that's the thing. It could be bad because, and like, cause there are it, certainly parts of, of the new it that I was like, ah, it was just, I, I liked how we got here, but it was kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. There was some things that there was a, it wasn't, I'm not gonna say, I, yeah, I don't wanna s- spoil yeah. anything, cause it's still kinda fresh, yeah. it's still out there. There was, but there was certain things that I, like, was a little frustrated with, and then there was one point where I was really worried about what was happening, yeah. cause I thought it was going in a really bad direction, uh-huh. but then it came back around, I was like, oh, thank god. I'm like, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. So I was like, oh god, what is this? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully it didn't do that. And, but it was like, you know, um, 
Yeah, so we're talking about it, and uh, we're at Podfest. What are you excited about for Podfest this year? Uh, I don't know. It's funny because as, final as uh, yeah, I mean that's what they say. Uh, at least they got um, Douglas movies is going to be on Sunday. Yeah, and I haven't listened regularly to Douglas movies I in, a while. in a while. I know he's got like new games, and I don't even know what they are. But I'm I I like that show in general, yeah. so I'll go to that. That was one of my like that used like for a while. I was listening to way more podcasts because mm-hmm. I used to listen to them while I was working, and now I don't because I. I, apparently, I'm not very, I'm not, I'm not attentive enough when I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that was I, I, I really like. I don't know. I feel for me. I'm hoping I mean, to get him on I don't the show. think this is the the fault of uh, Podfest or whatever you want to call it. But as the years have gone on, it's been less shows here that I actually actively listen to. Yeah. Because I remember uh, it was like well, three years now, ago like, they had they had uh, my brother, my brother and me, and the yeah. Adventure Zone. Those are shows that I absolutely love and listen to to this day. And I remember even last year I was like, oh, there's only really like three shows that I listen to, mm-hmm. and I saw them and I was like, oh, this was fun. But I, it's just the way that the podcast landscape changes, yeah, and the way that like different, like of course there's availability of hosts as well. Like the the brothers McElroy, they're like they did a tour like in the last month. Yeah, so it's not like they couldn't like maybe they couldn't come. You know, it's not like they didn't want to come. Yeah, that seems like they got a lot of stuff they're doing. Yeah, I know Travis is at New York Comic Con right now. And then like last year, T.J. Miller was here, but this year he's at he had another thing going on. There's lots of yeah. The landscape's changing. Mm So some, just, some for the good, some for the bad. Yeah, and now T.J. Miller's a big star after yeah. seeing an Emoji Movie, which won all the Oscars. <laughs> they gave out all the Oscars early just to Emoji okay. Movie. So a pair, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Since you're, yeah. you're, you got Movie Pass. Yeah. Did you see Flatliners? Yeah. Was it as terrible? That's the next episode of Nothing New, Didn't so every, I can't say so, anything. Okay. And oh I, man. And because uh, it has a worse rate, it was at zero for a while. It, it's up to two percent now. It was. Here's what I'm. I heard an interview. Okay, go listen say, to the newest episode of Nothing New, okay. which will be coming I want to hear this because I want to hear your thoughts. Or so, um, but I still, at this point, as we are recording right now, I still haven't even seen the original. Mm. That's that's where I'm living in. So I have nothing to compare it. to. I don't think I've seen the original in like 20 years. I have nothing to compare it to. But I will tell you something crazy that will definitely get talked about on the Nothing New episode. Okay, Kiefer Sutherland has a cameo. Yeah, I heard about this. It's the most bad. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. He doesn't, I'm gonna just say it straight out, he does not play the same character. But. He might be. No, he gave an interview where he said, he said, even though I play, even though I'm playing a, a doctor with a different name and yada yada, I think it will be very clear to people that I am playing the same character. Except Let me say, they, I watched this movie. They filmed, no, did you hear what happened? They cut out they a scene. They cut the scene! Where, cause they said in the test screening, it confused the younger audiences. Yeah, I They bet did it was, the callback, cause it I basically it was confusing. It was him admitting that he's using an alias. Cause that's he like, weird. Yeah. That's stupid. It's stupid. Well, the whole thing is stupid, but now they're worried that it's gonna start a trend if this, well, the movie did so bad. Bad, where these like cameos but not cameos mm. like where it might be the guy it might not be the guy like if you had a new Ghostbusters movie and there was if like Dan Aykroyd in it and he was playing Ray Stanley Ford like so some other like okay you know we Ray did Stansberry. get a new Ghostbusters movie and, and he they were playing cameoed. other people <laughs> yeah. I know but if he but was what, saying, if, what if Dan Aykroyd said was, oh we filmed a scene where I said I was using an alias yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they, they cut it would you believe him 
I don't believe Keith. No, he didn't say that. The director said it. Oh, whatever. The director said they caught cut during the test screening process. That's so stupid. Especially because it's not. I don't think he directly said, but it was like a wink and a nod scene where he's like, they they run it, they meet him, and he like I don't know, like I just read a thing about it. (laughs) It's pretty stupid. All right, will you also do the Super Mario Brothers minute? Yeah, which I'm a big fan of, even though I despise. Super Mario Brothers. That's and you guys you gotta, are not to come around. You guys are <laughs> you nuts. Come around. You guys, that's never going to happen. Dennis Hopper giving one of never his gonna best performances. No, I, no, it's all right there on the screen. That's no. all you got to do no, is you got to no, go no, watch no. watch the no, no, film no, 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 and no, no, know no. that that what you're seeing yeah. is uh, the actors are giving it their all. And then. I hope Emily comes on Sunday because we need to have a discussion about the fact that she likes the Dark Tower movie for like really stupid reasons. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you there. That's insane. That's, it is insane. Especially because the Dark Tower to me, I, so I watched it. Mm-hmm. I had only read The Gunslinger like yeah. 10 years ago. I read The yeah. Gunslinger. Well, The Gunslinger is like a fine. self-contained thing. Yeah. Like, but they didn't even do that. No, I liked it fine. And then I go on and watch this movie and I just walk out of it thinking, <laughs> this, this movie was not only not fun, yeah. but it was cruel. Yeah. It's the film is cruel to its characters and, and it pretends like it's having fun. Yeah. And it's not like the whole it's thing. It's super what, not. The weird things that they did like, just like the way they just kill Jake's pants like this. Yep. Up the, up like, it's so fucked up. The, but then the other thing that got me about the Dark Tower is like there were like three times where they referred to other Stephen King properties. Yeah. And for me, that was like I was in the test audience for Flatliners and Keeper Sutherland made a reference. Like I was like, why are they doing this? Yeah. This makes no sense. There's a part where, like, out of nowhere, um, freaking the bad guy, uh, Matthew McConaughey, goes up to another, like, a weird troll man, and is like, what's his shine level? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? I don't know why they stuck that in. That made me mad. Because I'm like, no, no, no. I, I... Like I could get into the idea of all of it being connected, like, whatever. But the way that they do it in yeah, this movie, the way is they bullshit. did it was insane. Because I'm like, that's always kind of implied. That and there's like, like, there's a part in the movie where like there's a big dog, and Jake looks at the dog, and I'm like, are they doing a Cujo yeah, reference like, what just by fuck? having a big dog? And then there was like, Ugh. I don't know, is goofy. It was very goofy. I am very excited for Castle Rock. I think that I show, that it's is. the show, it's coming to Hulu, J.J. is produced, and it takes place in Stephen King's fictional town of Castle Rock, and oh, it's going to sure. be like stories, different... Yeah, because yeah. all of his short and, stories... And Bill Skarsgård is in it, so there's rumors, I don't, nobody knows what's going on. That'd be weird. I think it would be weird, well, but I think he's playing there was, something There else. was rumors that they're going to... I think it's going to be like an American Horror Story. That they story. were going to do a, a Dark Tower TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that's dead that's now, dumb. because... There's no way. Well, they were going to do it as a spin-off of the yeah, movie, yeah. but now there's that's, no way. There's no way. No, there's zero chance. There's zero chance. I mean, the movie was so... So bad. bad. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, Dark Tower bad. Dark Tower so bad. <laughs> what else have you been up to? How many movies do you see a week? Oh boy, uh, you using that movie pass to the maximum? Um, I see at least one a week. Okay, is what I'd say. So you're not there's like, some there's some weeks you're where not I like get in full three. on Derek like four or five. No, I can get in like three in a week and be 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 good. Now there's a lot of movies that I want to see. Yeah. So, but now of course I'm at Podfest. Blade Runner just came out. And I yeah. had no chance to see it before I came here. Everybody's stoked on it. It's two hours and forty minutes That's long. That's too long. That's too long. I don't know if I can do that. Exactly. Especially uh, because I'm sure in those two hour and forty minutes I would. There's gonna be like at least ten assholes talk. I can't. I don't know. I'm just. Ugh. Yeah, movies are weird now. 
I, did I tell you about the when I went and saw Baby Driver for the first time? No. Um, so I went like the there was special like early screenings like the Tuesday the week that it came out for some reason mm-hmm. and I was like I want to see this movie as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. So I went and I saw it and I was seated. Uh, I had an empty seat to my left and then uh, a couple to my right and that was fine. And then next to the empty seat was a big group and mm-hmm. I was like, well, at least they're one seat away. Fifteen twenty minutes into the movie, another guy scoots past the giant group and sits down in that seat. Uh, and he had like a meal. Oh, you told me that, yeah. And it was just like, what? <laughs> you come to this movie, like, it's not like a Coming Saturday, late. it's not like a Saturday where it's just like whatever. He came to a movie on the Tuesday that it came out. And it, like he did that and then he looked at his phone and he got mad at a guy behind him for saying something for looking oh. at his phone. People that get mad for people, they're, they, those people all need to die. Yeah. The, so my friend Josh, <laughs> My friend Josh, I already talked about this a little bit. Oh, I read this Josh. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So Josh yeah, yeah, yeah. had a guy, first he had a guy on his phone and he shut him down and then people were so, but then at the end of the movie, someone, some dude went up to him and said, that's so immature. And Josh wanted to fight well, the guy. You're, oh. you're bearing the lead. This was at Arclight. Yeah. At <laughs> Arclight. At Arclight. Oh my God. Which is like known for like. And, and then some woman said, if you didn't, if you don't want people on your phones, don't go to the movies. And that would, I would have, I feel like if, at the, I would have gone into a blind rage if somebody had said that to me, I think I would have just started punching everybody oh, no, in my vicinity. Because that's so wrong. If that's the attitude, very, that, yeah. that's the worst thing I've ever it's heard. It's very bad. Like, just hearing jo- the fact that he stood up to both of them and yeah. basically was like, if you guys want to go outside, I will go outside with you right now. Because I'm So kudos to Josh Roush for standing up for the sanctity of the movie theater, which seems to not be a thing anymore. Oh. Uh, I, and now I, that I, Alamo, Alamo Draft House is, like, in big trouble yeah, now. Yeah, I... I'm, so I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. No, I tweeted about this. The, uh, when I went and What's saw up with Flatliners, the movie community? Are they, I guess they're finally realizing, oh, we're all, hey, there's a bunch of scumbags. The but it's especially it's like, of, yeah, but think about Cinefamily, Alamo Draft House, Fantastic Fest, Knowles, they're all going down. But I feel like, that, I mean, that is happening on a bigger level, mm. which is good. We yeah. need this to happen. It's just sad that it hasn't happened sooner. And it's sad that there are still all those things. There's always some dude. Well, do you read the comments on those posts or tweets? It's always dudes being like, dur, dur, dur. and I'm like, of course, it's always jackass dudes. Mm-hmm. I just read Sleeping Beauties, the new Stephen King book. Oh, okay. And it's about there's like something happens where all the women in the world go to sleep and they don't wake up. Huh. And so then it's basically about it's like how scummy men are because then men are running the like men don't know what to do and then it would it doesn't take too long before the world yeah. just descends into chaos because men are so shitty and like That's and interesting. it's a really interesting and huh. it, he wrote it with his son owen not joe hill oh, okay. the other his other son mm. who i found out an interesting piece of trivia about mm. back in 1984 because i remember entering this contest there was a design your own gi joe guy contest uh-huh. And the winning entry, I remember, was Crystal Ball. Okay. Because he, he could hypnotize people and okay. stuff. Stephen King's son, Owen, won that contest. <laughs> he made Crystal he Ball. He made Crystal Ball, who I had. It was a mail-away figure. Huh. Did you ever, I guess that was before your time, mail-away figures? I think that was a Because they did them for G.I. Joe and Star Wars. And so, and now those figures are worth like, cause you would, you would get like five proof to purchase or whatever and then mail away and you'd get, that's how you got the refrigerator Perry figure, William the refrigerator Perry, G.I. Joe guy. I remember I got one of the Cobra commanders that way. Mm. I got, um, one of the, they ended up, I was so mad because they had a Sergeant Slaughter mail away, which I saved up and I did. And then like a year later, cause you couldn't just go to the store and get Sergeant Slaughter, mm. but then you could. And I was mad. Cause I'm like, I just did all this work. 
but I don't know. All right, I think that's good for now. You feeling good? Yeah. What do you got? So you said, what do you, what do you, what are your plans for the rest of this evening? Recording um, in here? Yeah, recording in here. There's the the opening party. Oh yeah, we're gonna go it. to that. That's right. We're gonna the go to the opening yeah. party. I'll Check have you that on out. the special, uh, nothing new live at Podfest special. So what are you doing? Having people come up with their favorite remake? Favorite remake or least favorite or both? Hmm. Favorite remake. Yeah. You have time to think on it. Man. There's a lot out there. And then there's ones well, there's that you tons. don't even think of. Well, that's the thing. Like, that, 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 that's the thing that people don't realize because people are like, oh, remake. Blah. And I'm like, I think like the third movie ever was a remake of like the first movie. Like, didn't like, because there was like the great train robbery and then like somebody remade the great train robbery. Like, remakes have been a thing since the well, dawning even the, of cinema. I mean, uh, to blow everyone's brains open here, the, um, the Wizard of Oz that everyone loves was a remake. It had been made like twice before. Well, it's a very popular book. But even like at the time, like there wasn't that many movies. That's true. It's like they were already like dipping back in a third time. Oh yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, like, yeah, I I think people have an unnecessary hatred of remakes. Some remakes are very good. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, know. John Carpenter's the thing. That's my go-to. Sure. Yeah, but even a- some of the other, like some of those horror remakes. I mean, like. The Dawn of the Dead. I think it's hard sometimes to also judge if you've never seen the original. Yeah. Like, a lot of people love the remake never without seen, even knowing. I watched the, like, for instance, I recently, like, not recently, but, like, three or four years ago, I watched the original Scarface with James Cagney, and I was like, I think I like this better, because, like, I don't know, I like Scarface, but I, th- I don't like, I think people have turned that movie into something that it shouldn't be yeah, yeah. in a really insane way, and whereas James Cagney's Scarface is very much like, Crime is bad, and like you will, this is bad. Like it's real bad. And I like James Cagney a lot. I got really into him for a while. Hmm. I watched Yankee Doodle Dandy at the. Uh, they used to do outdoor screenings at the Fox Theater in Fullerton hmm. when they were trying to raise. I don't know. I gotta ask Cheryl what's going on with that whole project, but because uh, they have that old theater that they've been trying to restore for years. Yeah, and they showed Yankee Doodle Dandy, and I didn't know my mom always because I, I my mom loves musicals. And I've never really, but I'm like, but I I really liked it. And James Cagney this is very good, but I got to think about that. And right. what's the, your favorite remake? See, that's a tough one. I'm not sure. You don't know. I don't know if I want to reveal it, mm. <laughs> even if I did know. I, I it takes a lot of. I want to put a lot of thought into it. Mm. I don't know. All right. Well, um, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. Throughout the weekend. Mm. And um, thank you. Anything you want to plug right now? Go listen to Nothing New. Nothing and New. And all the other shows on Network. Network.com. Yeah. Matt, oh, we just got it. We dropped a new episode of Massive Buds Wrestling Show this That's morning. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then I was, uh, uh, I was, I guess, in the room or whatever for David. Uh, David did a very special uh, Midnight Marinara episode. Uh, that'll be coming out on Halloween. Ooh. We collaborated with, um, what are they called? Captured Oral Fantasy Theater LA. Nice. Yeah. That sounds cool. They're really, uh, they do like live readings of like comic book scripts. Mm. It's really, it's interesting. David needs to talk to, um, Cheryl's friend KC who does audio drama stuff. Sure. I need to connect them somehow. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. And, um, we're going to be, doing lots of interviews so stay tuned for those and uh yeah thank you guys and we'll keep this thing rolling all right so i'm here with bert kreischer you got it and you are a stand-up comedian yeah and i i just want to talk to you because i i recently started doing stand-up comedy did you yeah 
And how was it for you when you were getting started? You're from Florida, right? I'm from Florida. So I'm going to move this in between us more. Sorry. Oh, sure, yeah. I get nerd. I'm so, I'm so obsessive about podcasts. I understand. That I'm like, I'm like, you have your own show. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how it is. Um, I started, I did, I did stand up once in Florida mm-hmm. and then I moved to New York. Uh, New York was tough. So that's a good place, or not a good tough. Place. No, it's tough. It's very tough. It's the, Did you do like the like bringer stuff and like what is it well, called? Do, um, barking. I barked. So before, yeah, yeah, I was I, st- I started barking at the Boston Comedy Club, but this is before they really had barkers. Like the okay. barking. So what happened was. Um, I think everyone's probably familiar with Pete Holmes' barking yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, from like crashing and then like his thing, yeah. So the reason that business uh, took off the way it did is that in like 1998, 1997, 98, I started barking the door at the Boston Comedy Club with a guy named Lewis Schaefer. And if we could, if I could bring in, uh, 20 people by the end of the night, I got to go on stage at the mm-hmm. end of the night. I'd go on right before Godfrey Danchima. Godfrey, I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Godfrey would go close the show. There's a great lineup of people at the time that would come by. Jim Brewer, Dave Chappelle, DC Benny, oh Maceo. Gosh, been- it was an amazing lineup. And so I would bark and bring people in. I did that for six months. And six months in, Will Smith discovered me and gave me a development deal to do a sitcom. Oh, wow. And I was barking. And because I got a deal barking, and as much as all this business works, is everyone was like, fuck it, barking is the way that, that you get famous. Mm-hmm. So then the, when I came back... Seven months later, after my deal was up, there were nine kids fucking barking. Mm-hmm. And every kid was like, you're the reason I started barking. And I was like, oh, good luck. And so, <laughs> and so, yeah, so I started barking. I didn't do bringer shows, so I didn't know anyone in New York, so I couldn't yeah. really bring people. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really, uh, it was a great place to start. I learned, I, I, I learned a lot very quickly. Um, and then I, and then I learned a lot of bad habits really quickly, a lot of New York bad habits. And then what when I came up, some of those, uh, crowd work, not writing material, being able to fuck around. It's great talent, but it, if you lean on them too heavily, you never learn how to write a joke. Okay. So when I came out to LA and I started doing stand up in LA, I realized I didn't have any jokes. And so I stayed in LA. Now the, the, the problem with LA, much like the problem with New York is you get, it's too much. It's that old poem. Don't, Live on the West Coast, but not for too long. Live on the East Coast, but not for too long. Yeah. And so, um, ultimately, what what came about was I got on the road, and that's where I learned how to do stand up. Because okay. doing stand up for strangers is the art form. Mm-hmm. It's not doing stand up for people that also do stand up or people that go to stand up all the time. It's doing people that go to stand up once a year mm-hmm. and making them laugh. That's the art form. So, so yeah, I think the road is really where I learned how to do stand up. So how did you make that transition and what was that like for you? Like the transition in, to the road, like getting on the road. Like how does that happen? It was hard. Or? No, it was hard. Uh, I started touring with a comic. He brought me with him and then, uh, and then I had my first daughter in 2004. Oh man. And they got me out on the road to feature mm-hmm. for the whole year. You got 700 bucks and with that you had to buy your flight and get your hotel. And uh and I so I basically was doing it for free. It was like a internship. I looked okay. at it like you're paying me for to get me out to do stand up. I'm I don't the, you'd eat at the club, you'd have one meal at the club, you could drink at the club, you drink for free, you'd tip out 10 bucks at the end of the night. And that was like I'm partying, I'm having a good time and I got a family, my wife had a job and I was like that's it. And then, uh, and then I started headlining B or C rooms. Mm-hmm. Then I got a very lucky break where someone saw me do stand up and they put me in all the improvs and funny bones to headline for like 1100 bucks, 1300 bucks for my first offer. And, uh, and it's just from there. You just keep doing the road, keep mm-hmm. doing the road. And every year it increases. Some year it decreases, it decreases and you just hope that it 
increases to the point where you can make a living and make a, you know, that's it. And what's your, like, you talk about writing jokes. Like, what's your process like for that? Do you just kind of perform them and see what's getting laughs and kind of retool it based on that? Or, like... Uh, no, I think what you do, like, what I do is I'll... I have a couple different forms of writing. I, I write when I walk, so I'll write... I'll walk and I'll think of ideas and I'll kind of yeah. bounce around jokes. Um, uh, and then I'll, I'll long form write in the mornings, more like a diary about like what, oh, okay. what's going on with me. And, uh, and, um, but I only re- recently started doing that because I felt like I wasn't writing enough and I didn't know what to write. So mm-hmm. it's just like write whatever I'm feeling, write, mm-hmm. write whatever I'm frustrates me. Uh, like I'll take my notebook down, I'll write on my computer, I'll write on like three different forms on my phone, my notebook, and my computer. My notebook, I end up writing, I end up never reading a lot of that shit mm-hmm. because it's just so hard to read. Yeah. Uh, my la- I don't read a lot of it. The whole point for me writing is to get me thinking. Okay. And then if I have a really good thought, I write it down singularly, like, uh, like an, like, uh, I had a stupid, stupid thought, I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. a, a really stupid thought. But it was funny to me at the time, and I and I couldn't stop giggling about it. And so I was like, "Oh, that's a joke." But it'll never work in my act. But maybe one day. The whole thing is, don't fuck it. Who cares if they're good or bad? Just write as many of them as you can, and then one day you'll go there and go, "Oh, that actually fits." Yeah, in now. yeah, yeah. I found like because I started doing that, like just writing everything out. And at the time, I'm like, I don't know what this is. But then the other night, I was at a mic and I'm looking at that. I'm like, I think I can do this now. You find a and way then in. It, and then I did it, and it killed. And I was like, Oh wow! I wrote a joke about. I wrote a, one of my first jokes I ever wrote is uh is I share a lot of characteristics as a dolphin. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have fun. I yeah. like to have a good time, and I don't want to be bothered with responsibilities. And, uh, and then I would say, so like when I, like this was how stupid my jokes were at the beginning. Uh, so when I go up to the bar, I go, one beer please. And then I do, I do the dolphin and go back like, ee! and then I go, sometimes I get in front of a bus and just run in front of the bus, go, ee! Ee! <laughs> and so I was like, it's, it's a dumb joke. Yeah. But then I went to a dolphin encounter with my daughters and I have a much better joke about dolphins now. And I went, oh, I still have this joke. And I was like, I wonder what parts of this joke, if I could like kind of pick and choose, like almost mm-hmm. like if you, scrapped a barn and threw all the lumber off to the side and then you left it there. You just were like, fucking leave it there. Mm-hmm. I know I have it. I, I, I don't, tore down the barn. I know it's there. And then you start rebuilding your house. You're like, you know, I could make a badass man cable reclaim lumber. What do I have out there? And then you, you've got something that now is really beautiful but can, you can use this old junk to accent beauty. That's the way I look at comedy that I write. Nice. Yeah. And then you have a podcast. You're here to do. You did your podcast. I did my podcast. The Birdcast. Birdcast and, How long uh, have you been doing that? Uh, I don't know. Nice. I think five years, four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now does that, does that, like, what made you want to start doing that? Was that to help build your comedy audience or vice versa? No, no. I've always been a fan of radio, personally. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of radio. The morning zoos when I was a kid were really big. Mm -hmm. Ron and Ron. Um, uh, big fan of Sirius XM. Opie and Anthony Stern. Uh, Ron Bennington on Sirius XM. And when podcasting came around, I was a fan of it at the beginning. I was yeah. like, oh, this is cool as shit. I did a podcast called Guys With Feelings like fucking 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was Jason Nash's podcast. It was fun as fuck. And then, um, and then, uh, Marin came out with his and I was like, this is badass. I remember hearing Ricky Gervais's and going, yeah, that this was is the amazing. Big one I think that turned yeah. a lot of comedy. On I the- loved Ricky Gervais's and then yeah, I watched, so good. and then I watched, uh, listened to, 
uh, Marin. And then when Rogan's came out, I was like, oh shit, yeah. this is my jam. Like this is, I would listen to Rogan on the road ad nauseum, like nonstop. And then I became friends with Joe and I did his mm-hmm. podcast a couple times and he just was adamant. He's like, dude, start a podcast, start a podcast. You're fucking yeah. stupid. Start a podcast. And so I was like, fuck it. So one day I bought the equipment. Uh, I think it was, I want to say it was on Easter or, uh, Christmas. It was like, it was, it was on a holiday mm-hmm. and we were having a big party over. I, I bought all the gear. I bought all the equipment. I put it in my man cave and, uh, Tom Segura and Joey Diaz came over and my dad was in the man cave and Tom and I had tried to start the podcast a million times and Tom just went, here's how you do it. And he hit record and he goes, Hey guys, this is Bert's first podcast. And we did a podcast and it was huge right out the gate. That's awesome. And it was just really interesting. It was bizarre. It was fun. And it's grown. It's gotten better. It's gotten worse. It's gotten, it's had peaks and it's had valleys. But, uh, but regardless, I really enjoy it. I think for me now, it's an excuse to hang out with comics that I wouldn't get to hang out with. Awesome. Yeah. Where people can just look up BurtCast and BurtCast, BurtBurtBurt.com. Um, the one this week is with Brian Callen. I got one coming out next week with Chris Titus. I just did one with, uh, Brent Weinbach and, uh, and Kate Quigley. And, uh, and yeah, they're, I, I really enjoy them. I, I'm gonna re-release. I did one with, uh, Joey Diaz and Ralphie May a while back. And I'm gonna re-release that. Cause oh Ralphie yeah, just Ralphie passed. is yeah. so sad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I love it. I, I really do love it. It's, uh, you know, I got a conversation with Ralphie that's three hours long that, yeah, I, that I can great. listen to forever. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do more of that, like talking to the people. Like I want to do one with my mom because I want to have that, you Dude, know. But it's just it. trying to figure it's, out. That's the other thing is yeah. like is like it's your rules. You get to yeah. decide it, and there's no and you get to grow and do whatever you want. So screw them, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm having that problem right now because I did 350 episodes and then my co-host recently left, and now I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Just keep just keep doing it while you figure it out. That's all I right, say. Yeah, exactly. Don't That's stop down and go. Stop. What am I going to do? Yeah, just figure it out. Then you never you do it. pick it back up. And no. I find that I have days where I'm just like, I think I'd rather instead of doing my podcast, I just want to get high for a little bit more and like not. Yeah. And it's hard, but it's like, but not doing it, I I feel like I'm missing something in my life. So yeah, this is helping me get back on it. So thank you very much. Hey, brother. thank you. I, I appreciate, appreciate having you here. It was um, a pleasure talking. Yeah, to you. awesome, man. Thank you so much. All right, we're here back at Podfest. We um, are. With, with Cheryl Jones from Movies yes, Made Me. I'm always on your show from Podfest. I think we should do a show. I think perhaps we should. I'm down with that idea. All right, we'll have to spitball that. Yep. Um, so what's going on? You just had a uh, white Russian. I just had a white Russian. It's starting to wear off, thankfully. I was a little buzzed from that, and I quite enjoyed it. But. And then... We went on an adventure throughout this hotel. We did, yes. Our friend, my friend, friend of the show, Chris Cavins, gave us a exclusive backstage that tour. That was really nice. Yes, um, that was pretty awesome. We got to see, we went in one of the kitchens. Yes, Where we did. Brad Pitt peed in the soup at Fight Club. Yes. We saw one of the ballrooms <laughs> where they had the prom from 16 Candles. Yep. And then we saw the entrance to the secret speakeasy. Yes, the actual real honest to God speakeasy that they used to have here. Yeah. Which was nuts. And I was, I was shooting video for my show because I'm we went starting in the to creepy do. basement. Yes, we went by, we kind started. of by accident. Yeah, we were looking for the pool and we ended up kind of in a weird basement. It was kind of scary. But, uh, but yeah, so. There was uh, weird spots on I was the shooting all the Ghostbusters locations. Yeah. So we did that. We got we the did, stairway to yes, Dana Dana's apartment. Yes, we got Dana's stairwell. We 
we got uh, the entrance to the Cedric Hotel, the you lobby, and, I may and the have elevator. Recreated the scene where they're leaning over. We knew all the lines. We may have, yes. We may have dorked it up just a little bit. <laughs> I can't wait to put that up on my social media because I love that unprompted. Like you did the line, and I did the line. Like yes. we were just like, I kind of, that's why I wanted you to do it with me because I knew you would know the lines and you would just do it. And yeah, so it worked just as I imagined it would. So it was fun. <laughs> so. This is this hotel is kind of nuts. This yes. this podcast lounge is a major upgrade from last year. Yeah, it's quite I mean, a look bit at larger. This ornate, like high ceiling. There's quite a massive wood. The acoustics wood ceiling are all over the place. Fancy chandeliers here. and yeah. painted ones, and they're really nice. And there's actually some like windows up high that you wouldn't even think would be there, but they are. And uh, yeah, it's quite fancy in here. I mean, the Sofitel seemed fancy, but just in a stuffy, like we're fancy kind of way. But there was yeah. nothing to back this it up. This is just this place is legit. Yes, legit. This is fancy, and they don't have to fancy. try to be fancy. Right? They, they just don't have to are. put on airs. No, it they is are legit. Fancy. Yeah, and they're not too uptight about it so far. They're so not that's good. A holes that don't give us water. Right? Yeah, there's actually water. And in then the room. tell us lies about how <laughs> the podcast festival doesn't want us to have water. Right? Which is that ridiculous. was the biggest load of bullshit. It was huge bullshit. And, and like, we knew it as they were saying it. And there was nothing we could we're do like, about no, it. No, we know these people. They wouldn't. They didn't yeah, tell you. Yeah, they that. like they, us. They'll give us water for God's sake. Well, it's night one. Yes. Are you feeling good? I am feeling good so far. So good. We've talked to some people. And we went to a panel. Yes, we went to a panel with Kay, learned, with Casey Whalen, who's been Dave on Anthony my show. Did you? I'm um, facing the wrong way. So, so Casey Whalen, apparently Andrew made fun of me because I was like, oh yeah, we went and saw <laughs> Cheryl's friend Casey and she was here and he's like, wait, Casey Whalen? He has like a ginormous <laughs> show. really, really and apparently big. you are friends with his chiropractor? Yes, my friend. Now Kelly Shippey, who has been on my show, she and her husband Dan have each done an episode mm-hmm. and Kelly is a chiropractor and she connected me with Casey because she knows him from her chiropractic business. I believe he's a client of hers. So... Uh, yeah, she was like, oh yeah, I work on this guy who does this show and he'd be really, he does a podcast and he'd be interested in, you know, he'd be interesting for you to talk to. I was like, okay, sure. I had no idea what, what he did, but mm-hmm. yeah, then it turned out he's got this huge show called We Are Live that's massive. He's done multiple seasons and he did a show I called need to get Bronzeville. Into these audio I know, I'm not, I don't listen to any of those either. And I mean, I listen to like an episode of Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. And then what's the other one? Thrilling Adventure Hour. <laughs> Andrew's looking at him like, I Andrew's don't know what you're going for. Andrew's rolling his eyes at me. What do you want from me? Because <laughs> these are like, supposed, like these are big deal podcasts. Yeah, you know? no, they are. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I didn't know that before I talked to them. And I was like, wow. Yeah, and his episode is one of the most popular ones of is my Welcome show. Is Welcome to Night Vale still going on? I think so. Because okay. so. I know Thrilling Adventure Hour stopped, right? They do special. Oh. Yeah. Hal Lublin was on both, right? Yes. So Hal, who's been on my show as well. Good he's old awesome. Hal. Yes. Host of Tights and Fights. Yes. I think he's in New York Comic Con. He is, I think. Yeah, he's so, not in town. Because I was going to ask so. him if he was going to be here. Uh, it would have been awesome. Because I would have loved to have him back on. Like, yeah. I love the fact that, because I love that Hal was on my wrestling show before he started his own wrestling yes. show. Yes. Well, you must and have I love inspired his wrestling him. show. Yeah. And it's Hal's really just good a show. great guy. He's I tried a super to. Fun guy. When I was working on an animated series and they they needed a, they were looking for some celebrities to do, uh, play a mother and father in it. And, but they weren't sure they were going to get celebrities. And so they were also looking at voice actors. I'm like, well, I, no, it was, oh no, it was a character's two dads. Mm. And I said, well, I think that Brock Powell and Hal Lublin would be really awesome as this character's two dads. And it didn't end up happening, but I really, I wish, I want to try to get both of them on. 
Yeah. One of the shows that I work on, because how cool would that be? Yeah, we had, they were I both at both. PodFest. Yes. And I, I also love him and his wife started doing a show together. Yes. I think they've only done like one yeah. or two. Yeah, I haven't and listened, so but it's so funny. I'm sure I need to I listen to that. I love his wife. Oh, like, God, she's, she's amazing. She's um, so amazing. She's amazing. Her, um, like, I love her character videos. Yeah, oh, God, uh, with yes. Carter Parton Rogers. Yes. Because, like, if I'm real sad, I'll just watch one of her videos. <laughs> yes, and it, like, so, instantly cheers me up. It's just sparkling <laughs> with joy. Like, I remember it was, like, the day after something real shitty happened. Yeah. Oh, it was, like, the day after the election. Oh, yeah, And I was yeah. just feeling real miserable. And yeah. she she put out this video. She's like, I know everybody's feeling bad, but hey. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I started smiling again. <laughs> I gave her a birthday card, uh, her last birthday, and I had to find one that had sparkles on it. And I already have one waiting for her next birthday that's even sparklier. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's perfect for her. Cool. Yeah, she's awesome. I got to have lunch with her one day when I was working in Venice because she lives near there. So that nice. was pretty cool. So what else is new in the Cheryl Jones world? Oh, God, what's new? Uh, Since Comic-Con Palm Springs and your last I know, on the show. it hasn't been all. That was just a few months ago. Yeah. Uh Gosh, how it all runs into one. Uh, I don't know. I'm way ahead on my show, which is super exciting. I've got, I've like been super busy recording episodes in you September. Just had and an awesome episode with Darcy. Yes, Darcy Stanaforth. Yeah. And who she's going to be on. She's already told me she's going to be on the show. Oh, she'll be in here later. I yeah. just. She's I did amazing. not, she's, she's an amazing person. She's, she's got, just, yeah, she's, she's part of, she's, she has this great personality and this great look and she's just a person you want to like, talk to and know and, and then when and you start to talk with her you're like she's even more awesome than yeah. you thought so yeah she's she does just everything. She's i need to talk to her about like everything yes. like stand up oh, about yeah. all this other she stuff she knows everyone everywhere she does everything Music. like I mean, she's she so knows great. henry rollins yes insane. i'm trying to get she's... her into into this artist that i like now jd mcpherson so mm-hmm. she'll go to the show with me later this nice. month because <laughs> i was like just super crazy she's talking about like she talks she's like Really good friends with one of the West Memphis Three. Oh yeah, yeah. She like went to Damien Eccles' art show. Yes, and she was amazing. part of their defense campaign. And yeah, stuff. And yeah. The story that she tells about that on my it show was really, is so. Can I tell you just how much it meant to me? Like, like I knew you were a good person because <laughs> hearing. I'm always curious. Like, it's cool to hear because you had never heard about that case. No, I'd never. So heard hearing your reaction, it. your instant like outrage, yes. like Cheryl is a good person. <laughs> That's why I said I don't know if I want to watch. The documentaries because they're it'll just, just going to make it'll me mad. Really I know how off. it all worked out, but still, it's going to make me so because, angry. Because for I mean, I start. I think I watched the first one. I was in college, so oh, following that yeah, case, and I'm just I like, because I was like, they're going to kill this kid, like, right? Like, and it's not, him. yeah, that's and not like, right. It's it would it made me. I mean, I don't know, like, like there's there's all these like like cases that just I I, I and then being a juror. In, yes. in the murder trial, it really uh, had a profound impact on me. I can't me. imagine. I've, only, I've, I've been very fortunate that I've only been on t- civil I've, trials and I've never had to do a criminal trial. It just, the responsibility was just like, oh, I can't imagine. I know it will and eventually luckily happen. For me, you know, I was just glad it was a pretty cut and dry yeah, case. Yeah. And there was just over, cause otherwise, if I had to make like that tough call, like, right. cause you're like, is it reasonable doubt? Like, what right. is, cause like, we're, but for us, like, it was very clear and the good. judge did a yeah, really good job good. of like making like, cause the Law, like the law is the law, right? And it's nice. It's the, it, the but, problem, though, is that as a problem, juror, sometimes people's biases. Yeah, and other right jurors away. can't yeah. handle that law, yeah. law, or they don't. I, they I mean, don't want to. I was on a civil trial that was like a three million dollar trial. Yeah, and that and one guy was going to be responsible yeah. for this, and there were people on the on the jury who just couldn't deal with 
making that happen. We mm-hmm. ended up reducing it so this guy was only responsible for a third of it because there were other people on this contract. But they couldn't deal with it. And we had to say, look, it doesn't matter how you feel about yeah, doing it. Matter. You have to, you do do to do what's, what's right, right according to the yeah, law. Exactly. And it like, may not feel good. None of had, us want to do this. We had this woman who almost gonna, was going to cause us a mistrial because she's like, yeah. I just can't. I'm like, but you said you could, and now you're gonna like cost. She's like, cause like I can't. This guy's gonna go to prison for right. how many years? I don't want it. But I'm like, yeah, but you know, you know, in your heart, he's guilty. Right. He said he was like, because yeah, he basically your... got. He ended up. He ended up because this. This. I feel bad because the guy talked to the cops when he really shouldn't have. Uh, yeah. And, and then, and he basically, it wasn't a confession, but he, the things he said, because he was claiming self-defense. Right. And so, but then in his interview with the police it made it very clear that it wasn't self-defense right. based on not just what he said but then that combined with the physical evidence was right, like right. i'm like this you cannot tell me like this is very clear right and so but then it, but then you still have to make that final decision you have to sign your name on the thing yes. and like a man is in jail for i mean he got 25 yeah. to life Jeez. like well, i mean even with this civil one we all made sure when we came out and we talked with the guy that was going to be responsible for this third of the money. He had to pay a million dollars. But we said to him, we did not want to do this to you. That's why we reduced it so they've got to sue these other two people. We did not want to do this to you because the people you were dealing with were were such assholes. But... You know, we had to, but that's why we tried to mitigate it for you, mm-hmm. you know, for how much you were responsible for. And he really, he was like, I really appreciate that, that you, you know, you did what was right yeah. here. And, we're like, and, yeah, and that's, you want, you, know. you want those kind of people on your, cause like, yes. when you think about a jury of your peers, cause I think about some of the, like, I'm like, cause I heard, I've heard, like, I was talking to the district attorney about like, she's like, you guys are one of the best juries there. And so I was yeah. asking her about some of it. She's like, oh, you wouldn't even believe. Some of the things that I've seen, oh, like I'm things sure jurors I can have said, like some of the things, because like, because like I don't know, I just, uh, it's just crazy, because I think it was like this time last year, I was about to go do, yeah. like I would think I was about to start the trial, because Phil and I had just joked about like, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if you got a murder trial? <laughs> and then I did. And at least I didn't yeah. get sequestered. No, because if no, I got sequestered, so, that would be the, worst. the big thing was if I got sequestered, I would have missed Podfest. Oh no, and yeah, that would have been terrible. So I didn't get sequestered, and now here we are, and yeah. it's our third year in a row. That means yes. this is we've known each. This is our two years of friendship. Yes. And I'm very thankful. I am too. And um, I'm I glad we're friends. I think about you all the time. That just I'm so glad that we're friends and, and everything that we've done together. Uh, and, and I'm glad that you saved my pod fest this year by <laughs> providing me a place to stay. You know, because I was like, I was thinking of the logistics of driving out here yeah, every from day where from you Ukaipa. Are? Forget it. And I was like, I think I can do it, but I'll be so suck so bad. Yeah, because we don't get out of here till yeah. one or two in the morning, and then it, and then and it's have a two-hour drive, and then get like yeah, maybe five it. hours of sleep and yeah. turn around and. Yes, because I I live with my dad, and by chance he's out of town for something this weekend. I was like, I've got a bedroom for you, so score, come stay with me, and so it worked out, and I I think that's great. Well, thank you, Mr. Jones. Yes, (laughs) he can be generous when he wants to be. (laughs) So, um, anything else you want to talk about or plug or Uh, just my show as usual? You know, movies made me at mmmpodcast.com or all your you know, preferred podcast platforms. I'm everywhere. 
So are you uh, watching anything new now that didn't preacher preacher ended? Yeah. Preacher ended. God, I love preacher. Yeah. Um, Fargo's over. Uh, better call Saul is over right now. (laughs) Like all my shows, uh, walking dead is coming back soon. And, you know, I went to a taping of talking preacher and we Mm -hmm. ended up getting to see talking dead, the summer special. And I sat, I got to sit in the front row because I was one of Who four. Who was on it? Well, that, that, I'm getting to that. Because oh, I was one of four, <laughs> I was one of four people chosen to maybe ask their question on the show. I didn't get chosen to ask. I knew the guy who got chosen would because he had a very fun, quick question. Mine was a little more serious, but, um, but, so one of the guys who was on the show was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So I got mm. to sit in the front row like 15 Ooh. feet from, so I went into that about 60% Negan. I'm 100% Negan now. I'm like, I am Negan and I know he's not going to win and all this, but I, a, I want him to. He's a good looking, he is a good looking man. Very good looking man. Like in person, especially. I was like, I was like oh God. The one, yeah. Like one time I went to <laughs> Douglas movies and yes. no joke, I was sitting about as close as we are to, uh, to, um, John Hamm. Oh, yeah. I almost, I couldn't, I almost couldn't handle it. Well, and then the, and then, uh, I forget his last name, Lenny, uh, whoever who plays Morgan was there. He's not a bad looking guy either. And, uh, and then Scott Gimple, the producer was on it as well. And then like right after that, I got to go and watch the last two episodes of Preacher before they aired. Oh, nice. And then went and we sat in the Did second they just show row. That, like in a theater or something? No, it's like in, they have like a little screen set up in like a oh, warehouse, okay. like a, where they keep sets hmm. and stuff. And then, uh, and then we saw Talking Preacher and Dominic Cooper was there and he I is not, him. he is not bad to look at nope. either. And, I went to the first Preacher uh, panel of WonderCon and I was just uh, like, Dominic Well, it was Cooper, him and, and the guy who plays Air Star. Yeah. And he was I actually love... a pretty handsome guy himself. And then, um, the guy who plays Eugene, the, okay. uh, Arse Face as they yeah. call it. And then one of the producers of that show too. Did I you can't watch uh, Battlestar? No. Because I, I got into Dominic Cooper from Battlestar yeah. Galactica because he yeah. played like a oh, lawyer. I didn't know he was on that. Yeah, he was on. He was like a guest star. He was on a few yeah. episodes. He played like an interplanetary lawyer type yeah. guy. Well, I would and... have preferred if Joe Gilgan was there, Cassidy, because I've got mm. the, the terrible crush on him. Of course, <laughs> he's a vampire. Every girl loves a vampire, and he's yeah. Irish, and it's great. So he's your favorite but vampire? I, well, he's his current favorite vampire, yes. Every vampire is my favorite vampire, except the ones in Twilight. Of course, I've never seen Twilight, and I'm like proud Jacob? of that. No. no. But... Uh, Jermaine Clements what in, like in What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, that movie's amazing. It's amazing. That's why it's I'm so, so excited for Thor Ragnarok. Oh, God, I think with Taiko Waititi directing it, I cannot wait. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, but that was fun to go, to go see those. So, so Negan comes back soon and we'll yeah. get to, and I'll get to enjoy that. And, uh, I'm not really watching any shows right now. I think uh, I've just been watching some, you know, movies and stuff, trying to get through stuff on the DVR that's been there forever. So. See, I was, you know. I finally have to like, I have like more shows because I've been on like it, during the summer. It's great because I can watch like just pretty much just watch wrestling and stuff. Yeah. But then I mean, well, Game of Thrones, like HBO stuff. But now yeah. like Curb's back, which I'm so excited. Yeah, it's I been, would like to amazing. see. I don't have the right channels oh, for that. So. Um, and then uh, Curb's back, and then uh, and then I've been I watched the Goldbergs. Yeah. And um and then Bob's Burgers. Yeah. And the new Bob's Burgers was great. The season premiered. They basically like took all this fan art. Yeah. And then like, so then like it, they used every piece of fan art for the style of the show. So every <laughs> scene amazing. is like a different art style. I love that. And it's, it's so cool. That sounds really great. It was really cool. And well, it was and really I realized funny. I was just looking at Amazon Prime the other day because I'm going to need to get that when the show that There's I worked on. There's lots of good on shows on there. Is, I just, I was so excited. I just got an email from the production offices for Pete the Cat, which I worked yeah. on the animated show, uh, having us 
approve our credit on it. Oh, okay. So it has it. You know, I had I created so the original document. And it, there will be a Christmas special. No, a New Year's special this year. So that's Pete so the Cat. Pete the Cat on Amazon.com, and it's it's an animated show designed for like preschool age kids, mm-hmm. but adults will enjoy it too. It's got great music in it. Weird so, Al, no, no, that's no, that's show. a different show. But same, same, but you did, same you worked, executive producer. Yeah, it's still Swampy Marsh. <laughs> Swampy Marsh, yes. I'm sorry. And, and who I love with all of my heart. He's like the coolest guy and he's such a good friend and still I adore him. This guy. I know. Well, we'll have to, when I go back to work, eventually this will happen. I'll go back to work and then you can come up and have lunch okay. one day. Uh, and you know, we'll make sure it's a day that he's there and you'll love him. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm excited because I'm going to get another credit, something to put on IMDb, and it'll be 20 nice. years between my last credit and this <laughs> one. And I'm, I think that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but so that'll so I've got I'm going to have to get Amazon yeah. so I can see that show. And then I was looking at like, ooh, then I can watch this show and that no, show and this other that. one that I've never. My seen. favorite thing to do on Amazon is they have a lot of random-ass documentaries. Yeah. I've been obsessed with these VHS. They have, there's like four different VHS documentaries. Wow. And so I'll watch one, and then they have this People Also Watch. Yes. And then it'll lead you, because then I'll like, watch something. You go down a And then I go down the People Also Watch for that. <laughs> and before I know it, I've watched like eight weird random documentaries because <laughs> well, they have I'm, stuff on Amazon that you cannot yeah. find anywhere else. Well, I've got to get, I've been getting kind of into documentaries lately, so I'm going to plug my show because uh, on, on a couple of days after we do the PodFest, I'm going to talk with Jordan Brady, the director of I yeah. Am Comic, I Am Road Comic, and I Am Battle Comic. He's going to be on my show. That won't air until next year. It's like April, and I can't believe I'm that far ahead. It's super exciting, but what yeah, your, but I'm gonna have him on. So it's what do your be guests great. do when you're like, all right, so this is airing in April? No, they're totally cool. One of them had a comedian on who's in I Am Battle Comic, one of the main guys they follow, and he was like, okay, then I'll just start it with you know, Happy New Year. How's your New Year going? <laughs> like, okay, so but I'm uh, when I'm recording the shows, I'm honest. I say, okay, look, we're actually recording this like really way before it's coming on. Just that's why we're talking about this thing that happened a long time ago when you're listening, you know. So, uh, but it's kind of neat to do that. And yeah, I feel really weird telling people, okay, well, we're recording in September, but your show won't be on until April, you know. But everybody's been cool. And, and how cool is it to be that far ahead? I've never had that before. Awesome. Yeah. It is cool. You're it's doing, super cool. I'm really excited. Great work, I hope it keeps up. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. And I'm you're trying. always welcome here at Radio Brendo Man. Well, I appreciate and, that. And um, yeah, check out Cheryl's stuff. And We're going to keep on rolling, so thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. All right. And, and you know, you're a podcast professional. Well, professional is a, (laughs) that's a, that's a, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-am. All right. Well, all right, we are here back in the podcast lounge with Greg Barrent. Is that mm-hmm. Barrent? And um, I got to ask, man, so you just did the one of the, I guess it's the last walking in the room, although you guys did say that last year. We did say it last year. We and, did say it last year. And you're wearing clown pants. Well, that was the, that was part of the, uh, of the, the history of the show. Okay. We used to talk early on when our first episodes was about the juggalos. And how they wear clown makeup but regular clothes. And we're like, fuck that, we're clown from the neck down. So you're like a reverse but juggalo. Way, reverse juggalo. I like so that. So that was part of our, you know. Oh, that's uh, right. I think I remember hearing about that. It's part of our thing. Um, and, um, yeah, I thought we were, I mean, last year we went out on a bang. I was, I loved it. I guess we had to drag it through the dirt this year. Yeah. Well, Dave said, uh, let's do, let's do a, he goes, you want to do a podcast again? Like, yeah. He goes, it's the final one. I was like, wait, I thought, okay. So we did it. It was okay. 
Awesome. But I did, um... And then you started a new podcast, and you just did the live... Is that your first live rock, one? First live one. It was called, it's called Rock Out With Your Doc Out, and it's about rock documentaries. Oh, nice. Uh, the, my, my partner is I'm a Kay. huge fan of Are rock you? documentaries. Are the best? What's your favorite? Um, I, somebody just asked me that, and I'd have to say right now, it's a band called Death. Hmm. I've seen the trailer, but I haven't seen it My friend produced it, um, Scott Mosier, um, and he... Because he clued me in, and I had heard about, I'd heard the legend of death as a punk fan, you know, yeah. growing up. And so seeing that document, I cried. Like, it's, really? it's so good. Just the history and, like, and just they, and just they're, like, they're these brothers and they were, like, this proto-punk that, like, this unreal, and then just their story and how they just got relegated to obscurity and, and then when they, like, just, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing when they come back together and they went and, and like, I don't know, it's, it just really impacted me. I love that one. Um, I mean, you know, Woodstock had a profound impact as a kid because I saw that sure. pretty young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like Gimme Shelter, like a classic. Gimme a great one. You know. Yeah. And then, but then I, I got, I get, I get really into like, there's a lot of documentaries these days on like vinyl and stuff, so I've been getting into those. Oh right, yeah, about like yeah labels. Yeah, and, and um and then I just watched a a really cool punk rock one. I forgot what it was called, but it was it mostly featured Ian McKay and like Henry Rollins talking about the DC punk rock. Oh, the scene. American hardcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was what it was. Because Amazon has tons of tons cool of random musical documentaries. They had one. I grew up in San Diego. And it was all about the early, late '80s, early '90s San Diego music scene, like Rocket from the Crypt and uh, oh, yeah, Tribe yeah, Like yeah, Jehu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that was my scene. Yeah, man. And like the Shea Cafe and uh, and Casbah and like these clubs that I used to go to shows at and stuff. So Amazing, it was dude. cool seeing a rock documentary about my scene that I like grew up in That's in high school. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So what about you? What are what are some of your favorites? Oh shit! Well, I love Dig. Oh yeah, that's a good Dig's one. Dig's one of my favorite ones. Um, I like some kind of monster. Yeah, a lot. The one I just saw that I didn't know about that's a couple years old is um, Mistaken for Strangers about the the National. Okay. Oh, is that the one with his brother? Ugh. That was so good. So good. Yeah. Such a good movie. Such a good story. So interesting. yeah, it was I'm so. An older brother, yeah. Me too. Man, I could choke. I yeah, got so their relationship, up. like right, and you're like, you know, especially like if you're the older one, but yeah. you do, you're succeeding a little bit more than this. Oh, I, oh, I just, and also I love that band. I didn't yeah. realize how much I like. Oh yeah, band. they're great. They're so good. Yeah, it was really like because you know you can document something, but that gave me more information about the band and their music and he, why he writes the way he does and who mm-hmm. they were than if you'd gone in the studio and just watched them work. Mm-hmm. You know? And also it just you know he's gonna lose his job. It's just it's really well done. Yeah. Really, really well done. And then um um I mean, God, there's just so many of them, and it's such a fun genre. Well, I will definitely be subscribing to your podcast because it sounds amazing. Yeah, man, you might as a it. huge, I'm a big, I'm a big documentary fan. I'm a big music documentary and you fan. You live in San Diego? Yeah, oh, I grew up in San Diego. I live in uh, Yucaipa now, Inland Empire, out past Redlands, kind of near Palm Springs, way out there. Is, yeah. Well, if um, if uh, if we're back here next year, we'll have to figure it out. Maybe you'll come on and we'll talk about it. Oh, I'd we, love, yeah. We're trying to, we're, um, we want to start, you know, we did the Lady Gaga one because yeah. it just came out. Oh yeah, I heard of the Netflix, I heard, I've heard, I've heard it's, in, I've heard it's 
It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, we, but, 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 uh, you know, when we do it at home, it's just, a, you know, we, you know, we just do it in our little studio. But yeah. here with a crowd and clips. Yeah. Whole other thing. Whole other thing, yeah. Really fun to show clips. Yeah. So. I, because yeah. I, I, I also grew up, um, I, I guess, well, now that I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking of so many more, because now I'm thinking of the Decline series, and like, oh those God. were huge for me. Because oh we had like VHS tapes of those, and Decline 1, just really, because I got super into punk, like, 8th grade, ninth grade, yeah. and going to punk clubs, and then, but then Decline 2 is just this, just, crazy extravagance and like you know when Paul Stanley on that bed of women and then what's his face um what's the guy in the pool with his mom oh, and like oh my god that's Chris Holmes. Just... yeah and then they and then in the and a young poison yeah and Dave Mustaine and she did just, a great job of really she's such an amazing documenting it, yeah you know? and then that third one with like the homeless kids the and like the punks. gutter punks and that was brutal and then, like, and then she directed Wayne's World, like, you know. She Wayne's World, and she also directed this movie that no one talks about much, but it was called Dude. 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 And Dudes. And John Cryer is in it. And it's okay. just a bunch of punks that live in the desert. Yeah. And I, and I, I vaguely remember it, but I remember the It kind of sounds like suburbia, kind of. I think it is. I think it's very similar to Okay, because I, I, that was another one that had a profound impact on that me was at a, a young good age. One, man. Like, yeah, like the kids just living in like abandoned houses and yeah. flee and the yeah. happy Easter asshole. I used to say like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there, there's some, and there's a lot of good. Um, there's one that came out a couple of years ago that was about the drummer from Hole who became a okay, yeah, heroin and then like became a became homeless. Oh man, but it's really well done. And yeah, talking, but the, the the footage that they had of Kurt and Courtney. I was like, are they showing this, man? Yeah. Like, it was really wild. Well, that was like, did you see the, uh, the, the, I think, what was it, the, the, the latest, the Big Kurt, the Big Kurt documentary? I didn't, so here's what's interesting, the one, um, um, yes, I know what you're talking about, the one that's mostly animated. Yeah. Um, that so had like his audio from like his personal diary yeah. recordings, and it had like some video of him and Courtney and Francis, I was like, holy shit, like yeah. this is, Brutal stuff. We were, uh, just because of our kids were in the, in the same school with Dave, girls' mm. kids, and, and um, uh, so we got to know him a little bit yeah. at the time. And, and he said, so I saw him, and I said, oh, did you, uh, are you going to see didn't. the movie? He goes, I I don't want to know anything Kurt didn't want to tell me. Yeah. And I kind of was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Speaking and he goes, the guy that makes this is a nice guy. He goes, he's a good filmmaker, but it just isn't for me. And and I kind of, I started Some of it was it just like heartbreak. Yeah. And for me, like, for me, it had a profound impact. I think just because Nirvana, that was such a, that was like the lowest point in my life. My dad died when I was 13. And I was, that music is what got me through that. But it also now, listening to it kind of puts me right back in there. So like watching that movie and just seeing where Kurt was and like just everything I'm like oh god I feel like this is it's really like raw and also and you do you start to go he couldn't have been any more definitive about not wanting to be here yeah. so I don't really want to go exactly this bag of shit. He yeah that's what he left us yeah that's 100% I speaking of you talking about Dave Grohl Sonic Highways the the series that he did for HBO that was really powerful the Seattle one especially oh man when he goes in and he's got his old when he finds that old track that he did and like oh it made me it made me want to get out there and make music and like I think the other one that did that for me was the uh, oh shit what was the one with Jack White 
and the Edge and uh, Jimmy oh, Page. Oh, Monster. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, 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 it's gonna make it loud. Gonna yeah, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing that in the theater with my friend Phil and. People in the theater were like, "Let's go start!" Like the people, it made you want to like go like make music and yeah, yeah. I really um, uh, the those thing, are the ones that I like too. The 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 thing I liked in Sonic Highways, that Seattle one was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite one. But my favorite part was when he's interviewing Duff, and Duff says, "Oh, hey man, I never got to tell you how sorry I am." About your, like I wish I'd called you. Fuck. And you're just like, whoa. That's a real moment right real. there. Real. That's the stuff I love. Yeah. When you get that stuff that you're yeah. like, oh man, that just happened. Yeah. And what a nice guy job is. Yeah. Like, oh man, yeah. That's why I think that's why a band called Death is really because it's just the real story of these I gotta people see it. and it's so good. I gotta see um, it. But I, I couldn't leave you here because I gotta talk about. It. I'm a, I'm a, I, 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 when I, when, when, when Cheryl told me, like, you're here, and I was like, oh shit, Sex in the City. Like, cause oh, I remember, yeah. cause I was a huge Sex in the City. And that actually helped me, um, come to terms with my own sexuality. Yeah. Um, as a gay man, and like, yeah. it kind of helped me come, cause come to terms wow. with that. Tell me how that, tell me how it did that. I just seeing, like, I don't, I don't know. I think just seeing, there was, I thought it had a good representation of gay characters yeah. and then the women and like strong women and I don't know, it helped me be more confident in who yeah. I am and to come, I didn't come out till I was 30. And yeah, so that, and I remember, like, I, I think I, my, my, I had a roommate who was obsessed with Sex and the City, and I was, I was 27, and I never watched the show because I didn't have HBO, and like, and he's like, you have to watch these, and I, we were, we were both unemployed, and I think I burned through them all. Oh, that's amazing. And, and, cause you know, people, dudes, like, oh, why would you watch that? But I'm like, this is a great show about real people, and yeah, I really yeah. connected with it, and so I, you guys did a really good job, and I know you were gay, man. Yeah. And, uh, but it was interesting, you know, Michael didn't come out, the executive producer, Michael yeah. didn't come out, and then, you know, it was uh, somewhere in season two, and he was like, look, we need someone to come over and give us a little super... You know, it was like being on the Yankees or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a winning team. So was that and after? We wrote that one book together. Mm-hmm. The rest of them I wrote with my wife. But oh, you like, wrote the rest of them with your wife. So yeah. the first one was with... Where Liz said, I think there's a book in this. And I was like, I don't know. And I said, but I don't want to answer, you know, my sister. And that's how we came up with the formula for the book. And it, with my mom. And she loved it. Yeah. And because romantic, like, that's hard. And yeah. so that was one that we could bond over, yeah. and Sex in the City, and yeah, that's what people like is when they want something so bad and they can't do it again, but they did it. And I was like, look, they made a three. I might be wrong about that one. You know, sometimes you just don't get it right. I don't think it was like. It- I I still need to watch the 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 Carrie Diaries. I never watched it. I love Riverdale. That's so funny. I love her, and Pretty Little Liars got. I was convinced it was going to be like a ghost or something supernatural because like yeah. it can't be someone they know character out of nowhere. Yeah, and it started <laughs> like, to be like it used to be like it got the way the way Happy Days. This like the first like I was like the first, I had no I thought it was going to be like a Heather's type thing. I was like, oh. and, I, and that's the other fucked up thing. Like she ends up marrying that teacher. Like that's the that's the, that's how that ends. Like that's fucked up. I'm it sorry. Like, up. What did, what are they going to tell their kids? I know. But I for, pret- for a while I was in a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, and then I was in a dungeon, and then like you know. Um, you know how it is, and then right. your aunt's evil twin sister with a British accent that we never have seen before just oh showed. <laughs> what the? Fuck? I know. 
I know. That was crazy. But I love Riverdale. I'm really excited for the season. I've, I've heard great things. I know they're bringing Sabrina in at some point. I'm super excited about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Josie and the Pussycats. Like, they did a great job. Like, and I thought about it because at first I'm like, this is silly Archie. But then I realized Archie is the proto teen melodrama. All other teen melodramas kind of borrow from Archie. I mean, you think about Brenda and Kelly. Joey and Jen, that's, that's right. Betty and Veronica. That's Veronica. like, that's the classic love triangle. Right. And they, Archie started that. Sh- right, like, right, so, right. so I'm like, like, why wouldn't they do it? And like, they, and then they, and then they, then they did that, but then they took it to this like insane place. And I was like, oh, this shit is real. Borrowed like, heavily, borrowed heavily from Twin Peaks. Yeah. But it was like, and like, I love that cast. Like, they're great. And, you know, Luke Perry, can't go wrong there. Luke Perry. Luke Perry. And, um, so, Greg, I just want to thank you for yeah, being on the show. Yeah, and, um, and then I'll definitely, like I said, rock out with your doc out. That's yeah, going to be my new jam. I'm super stoked about that. Cool, man. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. great talking to you. Yeah, thank you, you very man. much. Thank you. A lot of fun. Awesome. Man. Yeah.
People of Earth, I am Abysme. And I'm Paprika. We have crash-landed on a moon in your solar system. You crashed system. us. I wasn't driving. Shut up. I'm on the phone. And we'll maintain this frequency while repairs are made. Which could take a while, so we decided to read some science fiction while we wait. If you crave imaginative stories, intelligent discussion, and comedic banter, be sure to tune in each week. Here on Benview or on YouTube at Raygun Readers. Until we speak again, farewell and safe Why travels. Why are you doing that stupid voice? It's not stupid. You're stupid and insubordinate. You don't rank me. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.